welcome and thank you for tuning in to Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. Welcome to Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football, and what a week we have in front of us. Championship weekend, baby. It's here. Super Bowl Sunday. It doesn't get any bigger than this. This is prime time. This is the reason we watch football. Yeah, we got Brady versus Goff, Belichick versus McVay. I'm, I'm hyped. Two powerhouses. I'm ready. Ready. What Ready you looking for? for? What it, what is it that you what why is it making you so excited? I am excited to see an offensive powerhouse. I think I think I think the Rams are gonna come in. I think people are underestimating how good the Rams are gonna be this Sunday. Drastically. I I believe I I've been very vocal in my belief of McVeigh. McVeigh is a student of the game. He is a genius. He is an evil genius. And I think that he's been holding his cards close to his chest ever since he got beat when they made that first playoff run and he got beat. They were like, oh, wow, the Rams got this explosive offense, but they get exposed when they hit the postseason. I think he's got something special planned. I think that that first quarter, they're going to knock the socks off of the Patriots. I think the Patriots aren't accounting. They, they may be. They may be, but I don't think that they're accounting for Todd Gurley in this game. Mm. Wouldn't that be nice to see Todd Gurley show up after he's been kind of like Oh my gosh, the, the guy who's been put on the back burner? Yeah. He's been ghosted for the last what, 3 games? Oh, uh, it's it's been rough. He's he's had a rough go of it this postseason. Yeah. But I think I think I think they've kept their cards really close to the chest as as far as uh, Todd Gurley goes, and I think he he has a big impact in this game and I think the the one-two punch with with Gurley and CJ Anderson are going to be insane mm-hmm. if remember we talked about that we wonder if there's something seriously wrong with him that's kind of i'm worried that there is possibly something really wrong with him and I mean, what let's, if let's what if he doesn't that. show up what if he what if it what if he if he doesn't show up and it's all cj concerned then they just you just made the whole postseason run Gurley's first super bowl appearance and he didn't even get to make an impact yeah i mean let's let's talk about it i i think I am going to go on the assumption that Todd Gurley is fine. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm in denial. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not. But I'm going I'm to go off the assumption that Todd Gurley yeah. is fine or that he was a little banged up and, and McVeigh said, hey, buddy, we need you yeah. to rest up because we're, we're going to win this game and we're, we're going to take, take this to the Super Bowl. It's weird because I saw moments of greatness from Gurley. Like when he made that, that touchdown run, you remember that? When he made that touchdown run, it was like he, he got through like three or four different defenders and then makes that leap and gets in. It just looked like, like, hey, Gurley's still here, you know. But then after that, it was like there was a disconnect. Like his concentration isn't there. Like he's losing reps to CJ. I don't know if maybe they're saving him because they're going to like just blow the doors off with Gurley in this game. I don't know. Like he missed he he missed two key passes that could have cost them the game last right. last when they played in the championship. So, well, I I would love to see him show up. I hope he does because I I love offensive games. I love I love watching uh, offensive powerhouses. And honestly, that's why I like watching Tom Brady. I don't particularly love the I don't love the Patriots, mm-hmm. but I do like and respect Tom Brady enough yep. that whenever I see him on the field. I say, okay, something's happening. Yeah, and he looks motivated. He does. He does. He, does. he is. It's he not is a front. Out. It's not a front. He's no. he's legit, still pissed that he was. What was he a sixth round, seventh round quarterback pick? Late. He, he yeah. is. Yeah. So. Well, I you, remember before going into this championship, going into uh, into his championship game, <laughs> he walked into 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 the practice building and said, "I'm the baddest NF on the planet." Mm-hmm. People don't know there's another side of Brady. Like, there's the competitor well, he, in him. He, the media and, and the NFL loves to show him as the, oh, shucks. Nice, guy. yeah. You know, the, the sweet all-American guy mm-hmm. who's, you know, just a, just a great athlete and a yeah. great competitor. But really, at the core of that 
is a stone cold killer. It is. So I heard a story, and I want to share this with you know our listeners. So they said that they used to. There was a player, uh, and I listened to a lot of the the radio shows uh, up in for Denver, and one of the guys he at one time was on the same team as Brady. So he played for the Patriots, I guess, maybe before or after the Broncos. He said that whenever they were uh, doing drills, which Brady didn't have to do the drills, but he did them anyway. And he went to do the ladder drill, which is where you do the quick twitch with your feet, you know, trying to, you know, mostly receivers and DBs do that. Well, just kind of just for fun, Brady did it too with the guys. Well, he does it, and everyone laughs at him because, like, he's super slow and like a giraffe. Right. Well, Brady gets pissed. And he does it again and again. Like, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faster. That's that's what he does. He gets motivated off of things like that. Well, here's the thing. Tom Brady, his team, his circle, his team, people who believe in him, people who are surrounded by him, they say that he is the greatest of all time. They call him the GOAT. So yeah. I don't think it matters to Tom if, if we call him the GOAT. I don't think right. it matters to anyone else because he, when he goes out on that field, he knows that he is, mm-hmm. regardless of what anybody how, thinks. That's how he views himself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you have that confidence level, it's hard not to be successful. Yeah. And so did you ever hear the story of when Brady was drafted and he met uh, Kraft? I feel, like, I feel like I've heard this story before. So when – then whenever they drafted him, they had like this like meet and greet deal at mm-hmm. some party or something. Everyone was dressed up, and Brady walks around and finds his way to Kraft, and he walks over and he says, "Hey, how you doing, Miss Kraft? Do you know who I am?" And then Kraft says, "Oh yeah, of course I know who you are. You're the you're the quarterback that we drafted the in the you know late rounds." He said, "And I'm the best damn decision this franchise ever made." That was before he yeah. ever won a championship. He was he was a late round quarterback. He could have been cut. Could you imagine? It's he's impressive, man. Like he is he's a beast, and I dislike him. I I as far as um you know a fan perspective, but watching the the tape and and seeing what he's able to do, it, it's kind of frustrating because it's like you can see it. You're a professional. You see what he's about to do. <laughs> yeah, make an impact. Change the play. You know. He doesn't let you do it. He 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 shows up. He's getting better. He's getting smarter, and it's just impressive. I mean, it. I, I'm curious. I'm very curious if it's Belichick. I think that Belichick is the greatest molder of all coaches ever. I mean, I, I would agree with that. But there, there's a lot of factors that goes into a team's success. Yeah. So let's let's kind of break down what we have going on this Sunday between. Between the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots for the for the what is a Super Bowl Fifty Three? Yep. For I, Super be- I believe Bowl 53. so. Yep. Here we are, championship game. Break that down for us. Well, we got we have Brady and Goff. That's the mat. That's the key matchups. Those are the biggest, the guys that have to perform at the top of their game to bring their teams to the to win this game to right. be the champs. And then you have the men behind the scenes, Belichick and McVay. That's arguably the next most two important people. So, um, and this is this is a, a shootout, man. This this has shootout potential all over it, and it's going to come down to the, the the team that makes a stand in the fourth quarter. Right, makes a key play, key clutch moment. You know, I, I said it. I think I said this about the Saints game. Yeah, uh, it's Saints Rams games. It's it's identical. the first the first game the first team to make a mistake here. Yep. will be the one who does not win. And you know the Super Bowl is all or nothing. It's not you don't get to say that you came in second place in the Super Bowl. You don't get to <laughs> yeah. say that you were the runner up yeah. of of the Super Bowl. It's it's a win-loss situation. Right. You either win and you get all the glory, or you go home and you eat ice cream for 4 days like like Sean Payton did yep. when they lost. <laughs> You know, it's a win for golf regardless because a lot of people were trying to say that maybe he was a bust and he was a bad pick. He wasn't a bust. It was just they were using him in the wrong way. Right. You know, a lot of reasons why quarterbacks turn into bust in this league is because coaches get them and they try to force them to do their thing. 
Right. Instead of taking, than, you saw what they were good at. Okay, vet them. See what they're good at. See what they're not good at. Work on what they're not good at, but don't force them to do what they're not good at all game. It's, your, your it's not QB good coaching. Has to fit into your scheme. Exactly. It's not going to yeah. work. Or change your scheme. Right. You know. And like, Goff, I think, is is a talented enough player that you could build a scheme around mm-hmm. him rather than trying to fit him into. Right. Your right. And uh, for them to 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 make the the steps and jump, like that's what you want to see. You want to see them hit the playoffs. You know, they lose, hit the playoffs again work their way through these but they had a, a tough road man i mean they had a tough road to go in and, and win that game i don't think people are realizing how hard of a situation they were in in new orleans like that was that was a i'm telling that, te- that was the game of his life i'm telling you that that game took some cojones for them to go in there and win that game after the start they had yeah that that is a a great team effort I saw amazing throws by Goff in the backside of that game, and I expect to see Goff make I, – I think he's going to set his feet. He's not going to get nervous. He's just going to do his job and not think about putting the team on his back like we saw Mahomes try to do, you know, because they forced him to do that. You're not going to – the Patriots cannot play defense the same way that they played. There's not one guy you cover, not two guys you cover. The whole team has a role. Just like the Patriots, everybody can make an impact, and that's what I'm looking forward to for me. I'm looking forward to who's going to step up, who's going to be a key contributor, who's going to make that that clutch catch and not drop the ball or not miss your block. That's going to matter. Well, I think you, you look at the effectiveness of these teams. Tom Brady is – he is the big cog – in the machine that turns the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a lot of big weapons on that team. No. But what he does have is some consistently good players who are able to do their jobs well. Agreed. He doesn't have he doesn't particularly have superstars. He do, he doesn't really have anybody who's a game changer. He mm-hmm. just has a lot of people who can play their position well. Yeah. And to be fair, the the Chiefs don't have a great defense. I don't care. I don't even know where they no. finished at. But they they had a terrible defensive coordinator. He did they did not game plan well to try to stop Brady and them. That was too easy of a of a of a late game push. They did not even offer resistance. Um, you're not going to see the same mistakes as far as time management with McVeigh. You're not going to see um, a lot of those those uh, underneath routes being wide open as they were. Unless, you know, obviously if, if the Rams are up by two scores and, yeah, they'll try to prevent and burn the clock out. But they have much better athletes and stars on that Rams defense. Like, you have a keep to lead. He's already been with the Patriots. He knows how they operate. He's already won a Super Bowl with Denver. Yeah. You have Marcus Peters, who at one, one year led the league in interceptions. He's a young guy. He was hurt most of the year. He's going to be underrated in this game. You got Aaron Donald. He's the best pass rusher in the game. Aaron get, Donald is going to be the game changer for this. He will for be. He, there was He's multiple. Going to be a big there was multiple times in that Saints game he made big plays and just wasn't able to like capitalize on the big play. Like he made he made Kamara fumble, which is hard to do. Right. Kamara doesn't make many mistakes, and for him to make Kamara fumble and almost get that get that recovery, like that's a big thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that Belichick, he is probably the most strict coach when it comes to that. Like, if you fumble, bro, you're going to probably be out sitting for a quarter at least. Yeah. You know? Um, And especially with the, you know, and James White, he doesn't make mistakes. That dude is, like, the most underrated playoff running back in the game. Like, when it's playoff time, that dude shows up. When it's playoff time, Edelman shows up. Look, look, Gronk, too. Gronk's going to show up. So, um, well, that's that's why that's why you look at the Patriots and they're a very disciplined team, and I think it, it just attribute it's attributed to their their great coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there is a a better coach in the game. And I know I've said that, but coaching is so key. And both of these coaches are extreme nitpickers. They pay attention to detail more than any other coach in the game. I'd say that it's it's possible that you literally have two of well obviously Brady uh viewed as the best quarterback in the league um but 
with golf, I think golf is making a strong push to make himself viewed in the same light. But you have the best two coaches in the league. Yeah. So this is a, this is literally at the beginning of the season. I had extreme doubts about my own team, and I knew the Broncos weren't going to go very far with Case Keenum. But you know, that's, as, how, that's how I felt about the know, Cowboys. But but season. as a fan, you want to you want to you don't want to oh, be hopeful, you know. But then you see the first four or five weeks go by, and it's like, but I knew. By like week two, and I saw that consistency with that offense and Gurley. Just it just the it's like a a beautiful, well oiled machine. When McVeigh run his runs his offense to perfection, it's one of the most beautiful offenses you'll ever see. He has he has done a masterful job, and he is the 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 spear, the tip of the spear when it comes to the new age offense. And he's bringing professionals to understand how to run these 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 college schemes to perfection. And I think that right. golf has taken really well to that. So for me, I'm I am pulling for the Rams. I want to see that that perfection of offense. Like golf may not be as clutch as Brady, but I think that the combination of the coaching and the players put in the right positions, I just think that they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. You know I. Uh I'm kind of with you. I, I'm pulling for the Rams. My heart say Rams, but my head says Patriots. Right. Because you've as seen much it before. As, as much as I don't want to cheer for Tom Brady, as much as I don't want to support him, uh, it's hard to bet against the guy. You know. Um, and why would you want to? I mean, you've seen this story before. This is his ninth Super Bowl appearance. It's it's hard to bet against Tom Brady in yep. these situations. Yep. I I didn't see uh, the Vegas odds released yet, but I want to say that they they were strongly you know before the Super Bowl matchup was set, there was oh if Patriots make it, they're going to be the underdogs, and you, you've heard that. But it's it's that's not how Vegas is going to set the odds. I'm I'm fairly sure that most people, if you're a betting man, if you're looking to bet on this game, you have to be getting points like. There's no way you're betting straight up. Right. So, but I kind of want to get into um, the coaches. We we already know that that golf is runs great in his system. We know that Brady is going to make the clutch throws, and he might miss a few, but late in the game he's going to hit the ones he needs to hit. But I want to get into the coaches, Belichick and McVay. So, for Belichick, we know that he doesn't really offense is not necessarily his thing. Um, he lets Josh McDaniels handle that. He mm-hmm. kind of tells McDaniels what he wants, and they go out and they him and Brady. You know, they're the team. They they get it done. And Belichick focuses more on details, things that that are directly inhibiting his team in game. Like if he's getting ate up at a you know a certain uh, block in the D line that they're missing, he's going to make that adjustment at halftime. You know, that's that's what he does the whole game. He's focusing on that. McVay, he's an offensive genius. That's what he does. Now, one thing about the Belichick defenses is historically they have struggled against zone blocking. Well, I'm sorry. They've struggled against the zone block scheme, mm-hmm. which is so you have power blocking and you have zone blocking and running. So basically, let me break it down real quick. Power blocking is when your linemen, they're used to block the cutbacks. So you'll usually have them drop off and shift and block cutback lanes, and your like your large guards they will take off and hit the the strong side, whichever way they're running to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, typically that requires large and powerful linemen, and they use big running backs that are like bruisers. You know, they kind of like lay the lay the wood play after play after play. It's kind of really heavy running as where your zone schemes are more about specific assignments. So you're looking for the guards to both kick inside, push those linemen, create that push, push them out, and then you know your running back is going to be smart. He's going to say, do I bust this outside or do I take the gap that was given to me? It's kind of more of a you know, uh, expertise. You know, you want to you look at it and you want to read it and say, what's my best option at this point? So – that's what McVeigh runs. He runs that zone. It's a lot more specific, a lot more detail, mm-hmm. and there's options. Right. You know, you can I go left? Do I go right? Do I go inside? Do I go outside? And that's what he likes. He likes I, that. I, I like that. I like that McVeigh's really his schemes for both offense and defense 
are, are really situational football. Yep. I, I feel like there, there's nothing that's particularly set, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it depends totally on on what you see whenever the you're players' on the mentality, like Absolutely. the players. What are you? What's your vision? What are you seeing? You know, yeah. like, and that comes down to the, the the having a high football IQ. Hey, I like that. And that's what we go for here, man. So that's why McVay's my guy. I want to see if on this big stage, he can bring. If the defense falls and they and they fail against Brady. Hey, you know what? So does every other team. They all fail against Brady. You know, it's it's hard to stop that machine. Right. But I want to see if McVay's offense shows up on the big stage. If Gurley is healthy, man, does that give them a huge chance to pull the upset off. So, for me, you know, with the, with the zone blocking scheme, I'm very familiar with it, and I know – that McVay's going to have some nice trickery. He gets a lot of flack these days because other people are kind of jealous that he's getting all this like hype for something that he didn't invent, even though he kind of has put his own twist on it. And a lot of people are jealous. They're you know they're downing haters, McVay. Haters always are. Yeah, and and that's what they're doing. They're 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 saying, well, McVay's just he's just kind of running the same personnel out there, dude. When when Cooper Cup was on there, when when he was running. Before he got hurt, it was dangerous. Like, they were unstoppable, the amount of points they were putting up. And, you know, you saw a drop-off when he got hurt. They kind of started leaning on the run a little bit more. But you're not going to see as much points. When you lean on the run a lot, you're not going to see as high a scoring game. Right. But Goff is making key throws, making key reads. And I think that they're going to use a lot of trickery. The Patriots do not have a great pass rush. They focus a lot more on containment. We're going to let you do what you want to do, but we're going to eliminate this guy and this guy. Yeah. So you got to get it done with those two or those three. Like, you saw what they did to Kelsey. You saw what they did. I mean, Kelsey, I think, still had almost 100 yards. No. No, I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong on that, I believe. I think he got. I think he had a lot of catches, but he only finished with like 30 or 40 yards. So, But regardless, uh, Watkins is who I'm thinking of. He had over 100 yards. But – Hill got shut down. Kelsey got shut down for the most part. So, yeah, they let one guy hit 100 yards, but it didn't impact the game. Right. They, they controlled the, the, the one of the, the most strongest quarterbacks in the game. So you're not going to see that because golf is not that type of quarterback. He's going to pick and choose, and he's going to play like chess. Mm-hmm. You know, um, You're also going to have that neutral field. It's not going to be, oh, the Rams are coming to the Dome. Where yeah, there, they, no, they were shut no out. Field advantage, yeah. yeah. So and what was the score? Do you remember the score at the end of that game? Uh, was it twenty-seven, twenty-three, or twenty? Yeah, something like that. I think it yeah. was so very close, like a field goal, almost within a field goal, right? It, the Rams won by a field goal. Yeah. So, and that's with being shut out in that first quarter. If they don't get shut out, then they could possibly put up thirty-four. 38, 40, oh, 43. If the Rams wouldn't have had that that struggle in their in the first quarter, mm-hmm. then it would have been a completely different game. Right, right. But I mean, I don't want to get too far into hypotheticals, but that that crowd played played a oh, big huge, part. Huge, huge. Uh, Jared Goff not being able to communicate mm-hmm. with with with, uh, with his and, coaches and, and so, not being so, able to hear anything. It it, it so put let me a big ask you strain this. on their offense. Well, whose defense do you like more, the Saints like the Patri- or the Patriots? Oh, uh, I like the Patriots defense more. More okay. I actually I think I would take. I think the only the only straight, X factor for me on the, on the Saints defense is is Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. I I think I would take the Saints defense. So what I'm getting at though is I'm trying to I'm trying to break it down and look at each category like coaching, quarterback, defense. Now, whose defense do you like more out of the Rams and the Patriots? I still like the Patriots defense more. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you. No, I don't. I I think Goff. Goff and and his and his offense are going to be able to overcome that defense. Um, yes, agreed. They'll now, be slowed down, but they will not be stopped. But I also, I also feel the same way about Brady against against the Rams. Against the Rams yeah. defense. Well, I feel like this game is going to be a shootout. So a lot of the stuff that was allowed by the Chiefs, I, I don't necessarily see that being allowed. They may get away with it here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, with James White running out the backfield and just not e- no one even keeping up with him, that's not going to happen against the Rams. See, the Rams have a secret weapon here, and this is my X factor: Wade Phillips. Okay. If you remember Wade Phillips, he was the the Broncos' defensive coordinator in their Super Bowl championship run. Mm-hmm. He has beaten Brady multiple times. He knows what it takes to beat Brady. 
he's going to bring the pass rush. He's going to scheme. He's not. He's going to tell his players, hey, you get a chance to hit Brady, you hit Brady. Because he knows that that's the only way. If you let Brady sit back there and not get touched, he's going to eat you up. Yeah. Especially if he knows by the fourth quarter that you're gassed and now he can sit there and have time to pick his shots. So I expect to see Brady get touched a lot. They'll be penalized. I'm sure they'll get some flags. But it's – in the end game, it's going to be worth it. But like I said, I think the first team to, to really make a, a mistake here. Um, if if Brady throws a pick, I think you need to watch out. Yep. Whichever team whichever team falls behind and isn't able to recover first, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna have some problems set out for them because I think I think there's I think whoever gets in their rhythm first is gonna be able to control this game. Yeah. And I think that I think I honestly believe the Patriots may get in their rhythm first, but mm-hmm. I think they're easier to knock off. Of their right, right. It's easier to see what they're doing. Yeah. So it's not easy to see what McVay and the and company will be doing. Oh, of course. You know, especially when they run uh, a lot of those sweeps on the backside. Sometimes they run double, triple sweeps. You know, and, they, and really they're not even trying to get positive yardage. If they get positive yardage, that's a plus. But usually what that is is that's just to make that defense get a different look and to get them tired running laterally back and forth. Like I said, they don't have a lot of depth um, on that Patriots defense. Now, you got the McCourty brothers. They have finally got to play together. They're loving that. They're twins. Um, you know, Devin McCourty's been one of the best safeties in the league, super underrated. He's basically a captain on that defense. Um, but that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is I want to see what Wade Phillips is going to do. And I know that he's got the he he's got the blueprint. He knows how to handle Brady. He's seen Brady multiple times. Now he doesn't have as great of a defense to work with, you know, here, but I mean they hit I wanna say that the Broncos twenty fifteen defense, they hit Brady twenty three times when they played him. Twenty three. Twenty three wow. QB hits. And he still made it a uh one possession game. <laughs> so if that doesn't tell you how dangerous Brady can be. Yeah. But what what is it that you're looking forward to? Uh, who is it that can be a, a, a key contributor for you? I think the guy that I'm, I'm looking most forward to watching is C.J. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I think I think he shows up in a big way. And I also, I put an asterisk next to, next to that prediction uh, as to if Todd Gurley is, is active and competing well mm-hmm. in this in this game because if he is, then I think that limits CJ a little bit. Yeah, but I think he is uh, he is he is the ace at this point, and it's it's crazy how how their roster positions have kind of flipped. But CJ is the ace for um, for the Rams, and Gurley at this point is the wild card. Mm-hmm. I'm projecting one touchdown by Anderson, roughly 55, 60 yards rushing. Uh, but hard rushing, like hard yardage. Like he's going to have to work his way through some linemen. But I'm projecting two touchdowns and probably around 50-60 receiving and rushing for Gurley. I think that these two weeks off is really going to benefit Gurley if there's something going on to get him on the same page. If you're you're McVay, I don't care what's going on. I don't know what's been going on. But if you're McVay, you have to get Gurley involved. If he's physically capable – it doesn't matter if he had some mental upsets, if there's something going on he's not getting. Maybe he's got some some family stuff going on. I don't know. We, I, I can only speculate. But he has to get going. He is key to this offense. Right. Well, I'm, I'm really hoping to see. I hope that Gurley is able to be a factor in this game because he's, he's too talented yeah. not to be. It'd be so sad to see his first Super Bowl and him not be able to make an impact. You know, he, he'd get a ring for, for participating if they win, but I mean – Regardless, I I, I want to see him on the field and yeah. make a difference. He wouldn't feel good about it. I tell you that. No, if, no. Yeah. But that may drive him to, to yeah. make the next run. Yeah, I think if he doesn't get too, if he is, if unless there's an injury to him, and like I said before, if there's an injury, then you know you can't do anything about that. All you can do is pretend to be who you are and <laughs> hope the other team doesn't notice. You know. Yeah. But, but if I, he is not injured, he has to deep down want two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. There's I would, no I would way. Hope so. I would I would hope I would hope to see that, um, and we're we're going to be able to see that this Sunday Super Bowl Sunday, seventeen years to the day since Tom Brady's mm. first Super Bowl win versus the Rams yep. at yep. Super Bowl thirty six. Well, that was against the greatest show on. The, wasn't that the greatest show on turf or the greatest show on earth? Is was that the name of the Rams back then? I believe yeah. that was that. That was full of superstars. I want to say. 
Well, all, all what I'm what I'm getting at here is this game. That there's a lot of there's a lot of small details that go into this game that kind of tell the the tale of the tape. You've got the NFL's youngest uh, coach to make it to a Super Bowl versus the longest tenured coach in the league Impressive. coaching against each other in the in the Super Bowl. You have Tom Brady versus Jared Goff who have the largest age gap in opposing starting QBs in Super Bowl history. The age difference is wow. 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> 17 <laughs> years. Boy. Well, that looks good on McVay and Goff. They're going to be together for a long time. Yeah. Now, I, I, I can't remember what exactly it was, but I remember uh, watching SportsCenter at some point this week and hearing that uh, Jared Goff, I think he was a, either a freshman. He was in high school. Whenever this, whenever Brady won his first game, wow! I, and I, now I he's playing against remember, Brady. I can't remember what exactly it was. I probably should pay more attention to that stuff. But yeah, he is he is going from watching greatness happen on TV to, to sharing the field the sh- at, at the highest level. Yeah, going against the arguable goat. So, as we wrap up our first segment, I just got to know what are your predictions for this game? I'm. Mm. So, is this a situation? So, is there an option for me if the game is played straight up and the refs stay out of it, or if the refs like to stick their hand in late and make an impact? That is the key for me. So you can't tell me I'm wrong. If the refs stay out of it, this is the Rams game. It, and that's what I'm trying to tell you right yeah. now. If the refs stay out of it and they don't give the little little help, a little push here and there. I just don't see Brady and them beating the Rams. I, I can't. I've rode with the Rams all year. There's real strong, valid points why I've rode with them. I love what they do on both sides of the ball. The defense is starting to come together. Like, fine, like, like they're aging perfectly, like fine wine. Like, they were injured early in the season. So, well, I've said for, it before. I'm a lifelong Rams fan since the, since the Cowboys <laughs> lost. So, yeah. they're, they're my backup team. That's your, so I'm, I'm telling I'm you, man. I'm I love what they do. I love I love how their uniforms look now. I, I love their moves they've made. They've made themselves relevant. They've done you know, they did the hard stuff to go out and, and take a risk on a young coach and draft that quarterback that other people were like, ah, you know, he doesn't have great arm talent, but he's smart. Well that and I think the league are positioning the league is trying to position the next superstar team. And uh, I think they have chosen the Rams mm-hmm. as their superstars, their next big America's and team. And why wouldn't you? Why, exactly, they, they just freshly moved to L.A., got a young young coach, got yep. a young team. Tons of money to spend. Exactly, exactly. So what is your score prediction for this game? Ooh, you know, last time I shot really high, um, I really was I, I really was trying to predict the score of that Saints-Rams game more than I was the Patriots and Chiefs game because that one was just a wild card to me. But I want to kind of temper my expectations in this game. I want to go 27 to 34 the Rams okay and the reason why I'm going 34 is because I feel like they're going to get that offense clicking if it's a game where the refs are messing with it and you know whatnot then I can easily see in this a one-point game it just it, it just has the makings to be a one-point game to me I do like I do like that yeah um, what about yourself I was I was kind of feeling close game Mm-hmm. For this one, um, and who are you? Who are you? Who are you pulling for? Pulling okay, for the Rams. you're pulling for the Rams, but I'm pulling for the Rams. My heart said, I said it before. My heart says Rams. You're in my Vegas, and my head says Brady. You're in Vegas. You have a thousand dollars to bet on a team. If you if you pick the right team to win, you get ten thousand. Who are you betting on? Hmm. That's rough. That's mm. rough. I would honestly, the money's on the line. I would probably bet on Brady. Exactly, and that's where we're different. Me, I'm gonna take the risk. I'm gonna take the risk, and it'll probably bite me. But I'm gonna put that money on the Rams and say, you know what? The Brady era is over. I don't know. It's it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. It is hard to bet you, against. Legally, him. I think this guy just changed his name from Tom to Playoff. <laughs> his name is Playoff Brady. You're right. You're right. But. I don't like I don't like Brady, just Brady and Belichick more than I like everything about that Rams team. So for myself, I'd be on the opposite spectrum. If I'm a betting man, I would I would be worried 
I would be sweating. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'd well, be sweating. Here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet. I I would I would bet on Brady, but I I'm predicting the Rams to win 31 to 27 in this game. Mm, very close to my score. 31 to 27. Yep. But that is that's gonna wrap up our our Super Bowl predictions. Mm-hmm. So what what was your score prediction again? Mine. I'm going to go Rams over Patriots, 34 to 27. So ours is only a field goal apart. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think I, I think all, both of ours have a very good shot. Like if we were betting money, it'd be really close. Maybe we'll put some money on it. Who knows? But I do know that we will see the Rams versus the Patriots this Sunday at the Super Bowl fighting for the biggest prize in football. We'll be right back with more Pro Football IQ. Stay up to date with everything happening here at Pro Football IQ by following us on Facebook and on Twitter at Pro Football IQ to stay connected with everything happening this week in football. Pro Football IQ is now available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and more coming soon. Be sure to like and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with us as we break down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. Do you have a question for the show? Or maybe you just want to share your thoughts on everything happening this week in football. Well, that's never been easier to do than right now. All you have to do is download the Anchor app and you can call in. You can send us a voice memo that'll go directly to our feed and we'll be able to respond to it and put it on our show so that you can have your voice heard in a community of football fans just like yourself. Again, download the Anchor app and you can send us a voice memo directly to Pro Football IQ. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. We're back with more Pro Football IQ. WWE presents Halftime Heat. At halftime, why watch this? When you can watch this. A breathtaking display. Whoa! Talking about taking it to the next level. Did that just happen? Tune in to WWE Network during halftime of the big game to watch. (laughs) Halftime Heat. Halftime. This Sunday streaming on WWE Network, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and WWE.com. Contrary to popular belief, as much as I love wrestling, this is not a wrestling podcast. <laughs> this is Pro Football IQ, where we, we break down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. But let's break down that ad that we just heard from the WWE. Shots fired. <laughs> now, if you don't know, Vince McMahon is the owner of the WWE, and Vince McMahon also happens to be the owner of the XFL. XFL, if you didn't know, about 20, maybe maybe 17 years ago at this point, uh, 01, 02, they were in competition going head to trying to go head to head against the NFL never really had the chance to establish their brand and establish who they were as a company and they ultimately failed but earlier last year Vince McMahon announced that the XFL was making their return in 2020 and this is the very first shot that Vince McMahon has taken directly uh, well really kind of indirectly at uh, at the NFL going head-to-head against their Super Bowl halftime show with Halftime Heat. Well, if you don't know what Halftime Heat is, 20 years ago, uh, it, the last time they did it was 20 years ago. They had The Rock. They had Mankind in a, in a match that's pretty pretty famous at this point. Um, but they are bringing it back to go head-to-head against Maroon 5. They ran this ad Sunday night at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, 
And uh, Joel, why don't you just tell us some of your thoughts? I know you didn't really know about it. I, I had to tell you about I, it today. I didn't. Um, I, I like it. Uh, it It's a great way to kick off, you know, the, the feud. So uh, for me, you know, a lot of people – I'm hearing that maybe you're going to boycott the NFL. We're not going to watch it. And that's sad because, you know, you want you want people to watch professional football. And it's such a great sport. Well, I want people to watch football, and I want them to like it so much that they listen to radio about it. So, yeah, exactly. So if you like football, exactly. come check out the Pro Football so, IQ podcast. That's it. And and this is – Available this is, on all of your favorite podcasts It's good for business. It's good for business. Cause, I agree. Because – we're gonna. This is this is not like the first time where they were trying to compete against the big show. Competition is what's best for business, right? So now they're like, you know what? We're gonna compete, but we're also going to do it on their off season to where we're relevant. And it's yeah. cool because if you did, if for some reason you really did boycott the NFL, then this gives you a chance to watch some some players and watch some football outside of like college. So I love it. Um, well, we won't we won't see the first XFL game until the spring of 2020, I believe. Yeah. Uh, spring of 2020, pretty much after the Super Bowl has concluded, after the NFL season has concluded, that's when you'll see this league begin to kick off. Now uh, they're going to begin with eight teams in, in various cities. I know mm-hmm. Dallas has one, Houston has one, mm-hmm. um, Seattle. Who knows? I might try out Seattle, DC, several other places. Um, so I, I'm really excited yeah. to see what the XFL does, but this is the first shot. We're gonna be doing a lot of coverage on that. As soon as they start giving some information, that's we're gonna get into that, and we're gonna you know because it's gonna be hard to find material for that. We're, we're gonna and, we're gonna break down rosters. We're gonna break down really right. because I know that they are they're shooting for shorter games. Yeah, Vince. Yeah. I remember in the in the press in the original press conference and and uh, media presser for for the XFL. Um, you know that means Vince, shorter games means they don't have to pay it for as much TV time. Exactly. Yeah. So Vince, I remember Vince directly saying that you know three hours trying to sit down and watch three hours of football can be laborious. I times. heard that they were strongly considering the idea of just not having clock stoppage, so like out of bounds, except unless you call timeouts. Yeah, it, it was going to be a continuous clock to make okay so make that. teams play faster. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just very excited to see what happens with the XFL. Uh, there's going to be more details that come soon on that. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be doing some extensive coverage of XFL teams coming up uh, in the coming weeks and coming months of this show. Uh, so Joel, what do you what do you think? This is this is the very first shot from the XFL, which is not even directly from the XFL, right, but it's right. the same guy. Right. Of course. So what are your, what are your thoughts? What do you what do you think is going to be kind of the uh, the response from the NFL. Well, I think it's it, this is good because it kind of it kind of shows us some balance here. Um, the NFL knows that yeah, it's not like the XFL is going to take away a lot of their market or anything. If anything, it's just going to add to football. But it's it's good because it, if the XFL comes out the way that we think they will, and they're going to have this fast pace and have a lot of stars that were kicked out of the league or guys that are superstars in the Canadian league or guys that were college stars didn't really break out in the NFL. You know, there's just not a roster spot for everyone. So I think it's great. It's going to be a way for, uh, as football fans who really like the old school football, like the hard hitting less flags, that's going to be a refreshment. And for myself, I think that that might make the NFL back off of throw, throwing those flags all the time, which kind of gets old, seeing those yeah. yellow flags flying all the time. You know, it's always like, oh, what now? What now? You know, have you ever played whenever you have the settings turned up really high on Madden? It's like, did I get a flag every play? You know, it's kind of like watching basketball. You start to see flags every time. Yeah. Well, I do know that XFL has just partnered with the Spring League. And uh, honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, they're, they're a new league. With a with a new president and and uh, and COO uh, Oliver Luck is going to be really taking the helm here um, of the XFL. Right now, they're in Atlanta doing press coverage and just getting getting the word out about who they are and, mm-hmm. and what they bring to the table. When when do they do they have any tidbits on on what type of like roster construction is going to be or team names? Or actually, in the first year, it's probably only going to be believe, cities. I believe they don't have names for the teams in the first at least. To begin with, and they they may mm-hmm. expand on that. Um, yeah. But I, I know they've got XFL New York, XFL Dallas, yeah. Houston, LA, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa, and DC. 
That's smart. They might – what they'll probably do, what I think they'll probably do is use their first season as like a vetting and they can kind of get the feel, like talk, like have media, like toss out little like emblems and ideas for names and see what like take hold, you know, to the people in that region. Well, I think I think you see the XFL kind of reimagine football. Yeah. Um, you've, you've seen, and you saw some of the impact, uh, of the XFL's first run. You, you saw it kind of rub off on the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, where, where they changed a little bit and became a bit more flashy, a bit more about the show. And that's one thing right. that Vince McMahon does extraordinarily well yeah. is regardless of if you, if you enjoy his politics, if you enjoy, uh, yeah. what he does as a businessman, the guy knows how to run a show. He mm-hmm. puts on a show wherever he goes. And so you're going to see that that incredible production quality in the, in the XFL, but you're going to see less stall and more ball. That's, that's their, that's kind of their tagline uh, for their league is less stall, more ball. Yeah. You're going to see, they used to get bonuses for like big hits, yeah. big plays, flashiness. They got bonuses for that. Mm-hmm. Like that was incentives. Yeah. And that's, that's why, that's why you've seen the NFL take subtle changes mm-hmm. over the last couple of years of uh, backing off of the uh, backing off of the penalties to yeah. try celebrations used, and used to be the no fun league and, then, and, yeah. and arguably really kind of still are still but, is yeah yeah because they're uh, still they're they're not flagging it, it, it's funny because they're not flagging on the field but if your if your celebration dance isn't doesn't fit the, you the description they, they find you in yeah. the mail yeah it's like oh great you know you're just, you're like, just not doing, doing anything you can to try to take money out of these guys hands right but I'm so I'm ready to see what the XFL brings to the table. Um, this is probably one of the most exciting times for me as a football fan. Um, the XFL is claiming that 2020 football is reborn. When reborn. when they when they when they start up the league and whenever they officially begin the league, uh, that football is going to be reborn. We're and going. I'm, I'm. We're going. I'm we're excited. Go- we're only two hours away from Houston. And we're we're six hours away from Dallas. We we have to. I'm going to be diving in hard on roster construction, especially guys that are near. I want to know like guys that maybe went to LSU, guys that flamed out, you know, and didn't make it to the big leagues. And there's going to be speaking of guys. Hold on, speaking of guys that made it to the big leagues, I got to give a quick shout out to NFLSU, my boy. If you if you know if you know me on Madden, you know he's my guy. Oh, Danny. <laughs> Etling. Danny Etling. Going to the Super Bowl. D. Etling. The the heir to the throne That's it, in man. New England. The, Sleeper. The practice squad Sleeper. QB. My boy, Danny Etling. Get, if Brady wins, to he's going to get him a ring, man. Out. He's going to get him a ring. Just had to give a quick shout out. Oh, I got, I got, I got something for you. Um, you know, I cover a lot of draft stuff, yeah. So, and it's draft season. Uh, a lot of people are on the Super Bowl and whatnot. I'm already on my draft stuff, man. I'm watching prospects and whatnot. See if you bowl. if you are into fantasy drafts, if you are into into roster changes, we are going to be covering that extensively over the coming uh, coming months as we gear up for yep. for the next season of NFL yep. football. And you'll you'll see us cover more and more and more uh, as we have more opportunity and more airtime. Uh, so go ahead. Oh yeah, and so um, at the Senior Bowl which is where they bring a lot of the a lot of the players that are yeah. coming into the draft and they get to go and show their, you know, show their stock, show their worth. You know, they get interviewed by GMs, by coaches. Your boy was out there. If you didn't know, Cole Tracy. My boy. He was there, man. That's my guy. He was there. That's he um guy. he actually I want to say he missed an extra point. I think it got tipped, but then he came he backdoored and made like a 35-yarder. Yeah. So um, but yeah, your boy was there, man. So look, I, Cole Tracy's my guy. He should have won the Heisman. <laughs> uh, he's gonna run for president in thirty years, and I'll vote for him. Um, let's see. So the XFL, they they tweeted out. They said, "We don't watch football to see flags flying." XFL twenty twenty plans to reduce penalties from an average of fourteen point two per game to under ten. Penalties take an average of 36.5 seconds to administer, which driving for 15 or less. Wow. And, less and, stall, and you know ball. what? And you know what? What's going to be good is the a lot of the players that are going to get their chances in the um, in, in the XFL. They're already going to know like the, the XFL benefits from seeing the NFL just completely be a disaster as far as the the way their situation is they never envisioned the nfl to be the way it is now to be held accountable for so many concussions and then they're always it's always their fault for players like players know you're going to get hit in the head i don't care and in, in in 
you know, sue me if you don't like this take, but you're playing football. You know it's a physical sport. You know it's a hard-hitting sport. You know there's gigantic men, and if you're undersized, if you think that you have a disadvantage, guess what? That's part of sports. Not everybody's built the same. You're going to have head injuries, man. It's, it's why you're wearing a helmet of this, this high-tech, new-design helmets that are coming out every year, and that's what it's about. I, I hate that take that, oh, man, you know, they got, they're getting paid well while they're in the league. Let's focus on eliminating the league from taking money from them and let these guys make their money. And all these cases coming up about brain injuries, it's like, man, that's unfortunate. But there's people that have issues with their brains that never even got hit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just – I don't like that, man. I know that it is an impact, but it's something that you've got to accept. When you're going to go be a professional, you are playing in a physical you know what contact sport. It's not ballet. Yeah. That, that's no. the, that's the no classic line No one's forcing you to go make millions of dollars. Yeah. That, it's the, the line of it's not ballet is the classic line that, that everyone – used yeah. to use about pro wrestling and it's it's saying mm-hmm. you, that you're not going to you know this isn't dancing you're going to get hit right. and you know that going into football that it's not golf it's right. it's you're going in against big dudes mm-hmm. and guess what if you're a qb you are at the most risk yeah you, you well are, they've done a good you job people you know? who are going to try to knock you out every play yeah but here's the thing i i'm i'm super excited i, I can't wait to see what the xfl does especially with their talent pool Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to be looking for superstars. I think they need to be looking for, for yeah. guys who maybe feel alienated from from the league. Um, they have I would, to. They have I would to. love to see. I'd love to see a Johnny Football in XFL. Yep. Yep. He, he is. He's he's a stud. Uh, the fact that he never really got a fair shake in the NFL kind of kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think he. Well, would he thrive. played for the Browns when they were the the worst. They were the the laughing stock of the league. Of course, you know exactly. And I know and that. That's, I, that's why I say he didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, and I know that Baker came in and he flipped it around. But it's not all quarterback. I mean, Hugh, Hugh was holding that franchise back. Everyone knows it. That's why Baker, you know, stared him down after he gave them gave him the L while he I was love in Cincy. Yeah, dude. I mean, and it, Baker and and Johnny, they're kind of similar in, in their demeanor and the way they go about things. Yeah. Now Johnny kind of lived more on the Johnny, edge. He's Johnny less... got a lot more heat than Baker does. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think the NFL learned to give a little bit of grace and get be a little bit more accepting right. uh, of those brash attitudes mm-hmm. and and cockiness because that you didn't see you didn't see that acceptance mm-hmm. that Baker's getting. Baker, yeah. you, when when we see Baker doing you know uh, being cool. Being the cool yeah, guy right. on the field, it's it's kind of celebrated. But that's now. who that's who he is. That's who on he is. But when but when Johnny Manziel did that, mm-hmm. he was he it was, was pretty much blacklisted right. from the rest of the NFL, yeah. which is very it's really frustrating yeah. looking back and mm-hmm. seeing seeing talented guys who were passed over and really weren't given a yeah. fair shake. Now, and I think that's what the XFL is going to provide. And we're not saying that you know Johnny's better than Baker. We, we no. clearly the optics we know Baker's better than than Johnny, but. That's not to say that Johnny can't be a baller. He can't play at the starting level. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of times it takes a little bit of him running around and making things happen, but there's a lot of quarterbacks in NFL history that, that made their money that way. Well, that's, that's why the XFL is going to be such a good, uh, a good thing for football mm-hmm. in, in general. How much would you like to see Michael Vick on an XFL team? I mean, well, because you're I not going to have NFL the talent. The XFL has expressed from the beginning that they are not – uh, they are not hiring anybody with that has remotely a criminal uh, criminal record. Yeah, well, they're going to get over that real I think, quick I think when they see the when they see I the way the rosters yeah. are. They're going to have to. I think that's going to fade away quick. Yeah, um, it will. Hundred percent. I if they it's a bad business decision if they think they're going to come in and no fans are sitting here with oh gosh I can't wait to watch the XFL. No, the yeah. XFL is going to have to come in and earn the fan base. Right. So, if you think you're going to be picky about the players you're getting, you're wrong. Well, I think automatically they they're, they're going to begin with that WWE fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, people who will follow Vince McMahon to the end to the end of the world. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. But they'll I, buy I'm, gear for sure. I mean, yeah. and that's merch, that's merch is going to be easy for them to do. Oh yeah, initially that's what got my attention was it's it's Vince, it's Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plan on having a favorite team. I plan on watching them all, seeing what the, you know, how the rosters are played out, you know, team colors, things like that, you know, and and I plan on having a favorite team. Well, I know that we're going to be covering a lot of XFL coming up, um, and once we get some more information about teams and how that shakes up, uh, we'll be able to give you more information as we get there. Uh, but we plan on covering absolutely everything happening in football, and that's not limited to the to the NFL. Uh, we'll be covering some college, especially our favorite teams. Uh, really kind of relevant to the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so LSU, we'll cover McNeese a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll cover some, some local shakeups and we'll, we'll cover, we'll definitely uh, be covering the biggest stories in college football. But I think we're going to take a big focus 
and put it on mm-hmm. the XFL. Um, Before we wrap it up here, um, if you guys, if you're, if you know, you, you're listening and you and you're wanting more content, there's things that you want to talk about. You know, questions you have about your your team or things you want to say about your team or, or you want to say about the show. You know, go go like our Facebook page. Go, you can post on there. Hit us up on Twitter. You know, we we got some good media going, and uh, we're going to be responsive. Anything that you want or that you like, you got to let us know, and uh, we'll get to it. We'll try to get y'all on here, man. Our goal is to create a community of pro football fans who who really are able to express their voice and uh, and really just kind of be heard. So if you if you have an opinion on what's happening this week in football, be sure to hit us up. You can download the Anchor app. And you can call in to the to the show and leave us basically a voicemail. Super and cool. And we can put you directly onto the show. Super cool stuff, man. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I wish they did something like that. Of course. There's there's a lot of shows I listen to I wish I could call into. And, you know, a lot of people who, who even do live shows. And, uh, you know, there, there's just only mm-hmm. so much time in the day. And tell them, we got, tell to them the, some of the cool stuff we got coming up, you know? So we are, of course, we're going to be covering the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, I haven't told Joel this. But I'm pretty sure we're going to go live. We're going to go live on Facebook right after the wow. game is done. We'll, so you'll get our raw reactions wow. uh, Authentic. To, the, to the Super Bowl. Uh, so sorry if you, if you weren't down for that. But uh, I, think, I think that's what we're going <laughs> to go ahead I'm always do. down, baby. Um, on the other side of that, we'll, like I said, we'll be covering XFL. We'll be covering some college stuff going on. But we are introducing a brand new thing for Pro Football IQ, which we, we're brand new. But mm-hmm. – uh, Something, something brand new, and we, we hope to do. So we want to get you involved in, in, this, uh, in this football community. We are going to be doing the, the Pro Football IQ all-time draft. Super cool stuff right As here, As we guys. begin gearing up for draft season, uh, which is May. I know it's April 25th, I think, through the 27th. I could be wrong mm-hmm. on the dates, but I know it's late April. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be gearing up and kind of getting in a, getting, you know, get people, in draft mode, man. People go when, when it's Christmas time. You go Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. You you go you go and you get a hot chocolate from Starbucks, and you get, get you in the Christmas mood. I'm trying to get you in the draft mood. That's it. So in the next in the coming month, we're going to be doing the the Pro Football IQ All Time Draft, and uh, we've got some a lot of other fun things happening. So if you want to be involved with that, um, contact us. We'll, we'll, yep. we'll make sure to put something out, and we'll take your name down, and we'll get you involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do Tons that. It's of going fun. to be a blast. And also, my favorite um, is for me. Go ahead and hit you know hit up the pages, and the armchair GM. That's that's I'm telling you 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 do that one time, you're going to be hooked. Anything that you want to do with your team, you pick a team. How to flip it? You want me to flip it? You, we can both do it. You you pick them. You say, hey, I want to trade this quarterback. I want to move up in the draft to this position. I want to draft such and such in the second or third round, and then I want to trade this player away who's you know, taking up all our salary cap, you let me know what it is, and, and we'll hit that on, on air. And uh, and then we'll also read your comment on there as well. Awesome. Uh, something else that we're, we're going to be doing. We are going to do a uh, – we're going to do a let's play. Oh, and really? So we are, Tell me about we're gonna, this. We're going to stream live on Twitch uh, of us playing Madden. Oh, and that's great. Go that's good to stuff. Head to head. If you have PlayStation, if you're a PlayStation Network user – let us know if you want to be involved. If you want to, if you want to go head to head, versus the voices of pro football like that's it. Let us know. Dallas we'll or Joel, you pick them, man. That's it. So we're we're gonna we're gonna bring on a lot of content over the next couple months. Uh, just because just because the NFL is wrapping up this week doesn't mean that fo- that football is done. We know that real football fans, uh, the season doesn't end. For, for real football fans, there is no off season. There so is no really, hashtag. That's my hashtag right there. There is no off season. There is no off season. So we're really excited to bring to you all the best content of everything happening this week in football. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Pro Football IQ. I'm Dallas Thomas. I'm Joel. And thank you so much once again for tuning in to Pro Football IQ. We will see you. Will hear from us again. Enjoy your uh, Super Bowl Sunday weekend, night. guys. You will hear from us again Sunday night live, right after the Super Bowl, to get our raw reactions. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening in football this week. You can join the conversation too. 
All you have to do is like and follow our pages on Facebook and Twitter to let your voice be heard in a community of football fans just like yourself. Remember to like and subscribe to Pro Football IQ on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Do you have a question for the show? Or maybe you just want to share your thoughts on everything happening this week in football. Well, that's never been easier to do than right now. All you have to do is download the Anchor app and you can call in. You can send us a voice memo that'll go directly to our feed and we'll be able to respond to it and put it on our show so that you can have your voice heard in a community of football fans just like yourself. Again, download the Anchor app and you can send us a voice memo directly to Pro Football IQ. We can't wait to hear what you have to say.